from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings to you, beloved. Today we're here in Haggai chapter 2, continuing on. And in this chapter, I mentioned yesterday that Haggai deals with the temples of the past, the present, and the future. And we looked at the temple of the past and the danger of living in the past. And today we're going to look at the present message of the new temple. We, we, we saw yesterday the, the, uh, the past uh, memory of the old temple. Today we're going to look at the present memory of the new temple. Let's look at verses 4 and 5. And the Bible says this, Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Jozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. Remember that now Zerubbabel of the seed of David is the governor of the land, even though they are under the rule of the media persian empire joshua is the high priest and uh and and god tells the people living today look uh he tells the the prophet uh, or he tells the pre high priest the key the prince and the people those three people the prophet the uh, the priest the prince and the people through the voice of the prophet how about all them peas be strong remember i brought you out of the land of egypt by the way you used a man named joshua to do that the words be strong here are only used 32 times in the whole of the word of God. It's used three times in this chat, in this, in these verses, three times. Now he tells Zerubbabel, Joshua, the residue of the people, there is a command to continually be strong, be ye being strong over. What do we be strong in? Nehemiah told the people that they were, as they rebuilt, uh, as they built the, rebuilt the walls, that the joy of the Lord there was their strength. Their strength came when God was pleased. That was when God, uh, the strength of God came to them and they could be strong was when their ways pleased God. Then uh, when, when they pleased God, that the joy of the Lord was their strength. When God is pleased with my life, that is my strength. When I obey the Lord, I am strong in the Lord. When I am following God, I am strong in the Lord. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, because it's his strength and his might. Uh, thou therefore, my son, be strong in, uh, therefore, my son, be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus, Paul told Timothy. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. The point is, we don't have the strength we need to do God's work. Oh, do you realize that? If you try to do God's work in your own strength, you're never going to get it done. But when God is pleased with our lives, we have the power of his might, the riches of his grace, the ability to accomplish all things. It is impossible to fail in God's work when you have God's strength. Sometimes uh, people ask preachers, and I've had it asking me, preacher, I just uh, don't know how you have the strength to have everyone, handle everyone's problems and everybody's troubles, and you must have big shoulders. And let me tell you something right now, and I tell them this, I am not strong. I'm not strong. I'm not strong enough. I can't bear everybody's burden. But I know what God told Paul, that through weakness is my strength made perfect. I have to be weak enough to obey the Lord and trust on him to strengthen me to do what he wants. God takes a weak man who will seek to please him and give that weakness his strength. You know, one of the prayers I pray on a daily basis is that I could be weak enough, broken enough, and empty enough that God would be able to strengthen me to do his work. 
Did you hear what I said? By the way, if you if you study your Bible, you'll find all those things that we're to be empty of self, that we are to be uh, that the sacrifices of God are a broken, contrite heart that will not despise, and to be weak enough. Only when you're weak, broken, and empty can God strengthen you for the work. That, see, that's our problem. We rely too much on ourselves, and we and then we and we our will gets in the way of things, and that's where divisions come in the church. And preachers that quit and Christians that quit more often than not have relied on their own strength, their own talents, instead of pleasing God and obeying the Lord to, in order to obtain his strength. And uh, now, now look, verse 5, God reaffirms the covenant that he made in the past. God never broke his promise to these people. He never broke his covenant with Israel. Israel broke with God, but God never broke with Israel. He chastised them for 70 years, but God never eradicated the old covenant. There's only one thing that separates men from the blessings of, uh, and promises of God, and that's sin. Same in every age. And repentance brings a life of promise and blessing. Thank God for the promise of the Holy Spirit among us. Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12 says, whither shall, I flee from thy, whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, if even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from me, from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. The Spirit may not always be able to act in power when we sin against God, but He is always a present Spirit. Did you get what that I said? Sometimes our sin separates us from fellowship with God and it quenches the Holy Spirit, it grieves the Holy Spirit's power, but it never, never destroys His presence. But it's not enough to have the present, uh, to have the Holy Spirit present living within you, shut up in some corner of your life, grieved and quenched. We need His power. God said here, so my spirit remaineth among you. God says, I understand you don't have the glory of the past temple, but my spirit is still here. And let me tell you this, the Holy Spirit that indwelled the Shekinah glory presence of God that inhabited the Holy of Holies in the old temple of Solomon is still here. He's present with you today and there is no fear when the spirit of God is near. First John four eighteen. there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. When God is near in love and spirit rather than chastisement, we may say with Paul in Romans 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? The torments of the mind stemming from a spirit of fear do not belong to the child of God that walks in the light. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, 7, take your pills. And, and, and uh, let, let me tell you something. I, I'm just tired of people, especially Christian people, who are cut up, uh, caught up in their drug addicts on psychotropic medications and antidepressants that cause depression. Because you're living in the flesh, you're living in sin, you're living in a spirit of fear, and you're not living with the, with the Holy Spirit's, oh, oh, you're saved and he's present, but he is not activating in power in your life because you have sin that has separated you and God. By the way, you better read Psalm 77, and that whole chapter is a chapter on what we would call clinical depression and the root of depression. There's a sin that needs to be confessed, forsaken, because God doesn't give a spirit of fear. He does not give spirits of depression and discouragement. God gives a power and love and sound mind. Power. See, what you're missing, oh, the Holy Spirit, I'm saved, the Holy Spirit, but you're missing his power. 
You're missing the power to do what God has enabled you to do. You're missing the joy of the Lord, uh, the strength of God, because you've been disobedient to God. And let me tell you something. You you want to get over your discouragement. You want to get over your defeat. You, and you want to get quit being a victim and become a victor. You're going to have to confess your sin, be obedient to God. God's spirit begin. You're going to have to uh, let, let God's spirit strengthen you to to work the work of Christ. And God, let me tell you something, God can do that, and you can't get that in a pill, and you can't get that in a bottle, and you can't get that by dumping your past on Dr. Wang Doodle and Professor Fluffy years. You get it by becoming a victorious, overcoming Christian today. We'd all, we, we'd all need some kind of a pill if we just sat there and, thought, and left ourselves to ourselves, but I'm not left to myself. I, the Spirit of God is near. He's near for you if you'll let him be by being obedient to the Lord and confessing your sins and doing the work of Christ through the strength of Christ. God bless you until our time tomorrow. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the poor